Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, hey, friends, welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin. I'm here with my friends, Caitlin Caffrey and James Meehan, and we're excited to talk to you today around the topic of lead small. So you've probably heard us talk about lead small before, and we're going to go into a short series where we're going to kind of break that down over the course of several weeks. But what we're going to do this week is we're going to start by giving you an overview of what that really is all about. It is a really important part of the way that we do ministry. And so I'm going to hand it off to James and allow James to kind of set this up for us. James, go ahead, set the expectation and some of the vision for why this matters so much. Yeah, absolutely. So it would have probably been, golly, around 12, 15 years ago, where the way that we do student ministry as a church shifted completely. There was a point in time, very few of you probably know what I'm even talking about, where the goal of Wednesday nights at Switch was to throw the biggest party imaginable, get as many students in the building, and then at the very end, throw in a little sprinkling of the gospel so that students will raise their hands and make a decision for Jesus. And then after that, they were kind of just like on their own. And then and we our, partied hard. We we partied right. really hard because we Jesus hard. Jesus would draw large crowds to himself. He ate and drank with sinners and tax collectors. So that was a, that was a part of what Jesus did. But yeah. at some point along the way, our senior pastor realized that while we were doing a good job of getting students in the building, we weren't actually doing what we're here to do. We weren't leading them to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And so a shift happened where we rebuilt everything around an emphasis on small groups and relationships. And then it was probably about five or six years ago. Golly, nope, that's not even true. Longer than that. I've been around longer than I realized. It's probably like eight years ago, nine years ago, where we were introduced to this book, Lead Small, written by a guy named Reggie Joyner, who is a pretty influential voice in the next-gen ministry space here in the United States. And the entire goal of this book was to help churches build strong next-gen ministries, kids and students, around the concept of small groups. And the big idea is that we can't do everything for everyone. So what if we did for a few what we wish we could do for all? That is the heart of Lead Small. And what's really interesting is that's so much of what Jesus modeled during his time here on earth. Jesus launched a revolution that remade the world. And he did it by assembling a team of 12 male disciples and a handful of faithful female followers. And with this small group of people who Jesus invested his life into over the course of three years, a movement was initiated that has completely revolutionized the world as we know it today. The fact that you are here listening to this podcast, the fact that we have churches all across the U.S., the fact that there are Christians on every single continent is evidence for what Jesus did through a few people who are radically committed to him and his mission. And so what if we took our cues from him in a world that says everything needs to be bigger, better, faster, and louder? What if we actually went deeper relationally with people? And that's sort of where this whole idea and this concept comes from. And that's why every single Wednesday night at Switch, you will see students in small groups. That's why your role as a leader matters so much because we know that programs can be powerful, 
but it's really relationships that lead to transformation in the lives of people. Our pastor has said it many times before that if you show us your five closest friends, you can probably find out your future because we become like the people we spend time with. So it matters immensely that we spend time first and foremost with Jesus and other people moving in the same direction that he's leading, other people that are following him personally. And all of this stuff that we're going to talk about throughout this Lead Small series is focused on that big idea, that if we want to have a big impact, it actually comes from leading small. It comes from doing for a few what we wish we could do for all. And in this first episode in this series, we're going to talk about the big idea and then in the weeks to come, we're going to dive into each of the five lead small principles, break those down into bite-sized pieces so that we can make it really practical and actionable. And so if I were you, I would encourage you to keep on listening to every single episode of the series and encourage your fellow leaders to do the same. Because in addition to getting to hear from you know some of the people that you're listening to right now, myself, Josh, and Caitlin, we're also going to have some of our other youth pastors sharing throughout the weeks, providing some really great insight and expertise based off their own experience in student ministry as pastors, as small group leaders, and even some of them as students. That's such a great setup, and hopefully if you were listening, you understand now the value of this concept, that this isn't actually even something that we came up with. This isn't like a life church thing. This is definitely something, James mentioned Reggie Joyner, and there were some others that, that were included into putting together this book called Lead Small, and in many ways, it did change the way that many of us do youth ministry. Right. I was around during the time that this shift happened. And I remember loving and absolutely, I grew up in Switch. So I grew up in the the time that we were throwing these big parties. And I'll just tell you, it, it, it worked. It's not that it was unsuccessful. Absolutely, students were reached. It was important. It connected me to somebody in my life, a small group leader that, I, that cared about me and helped to guide me through significant seasons of my life. It absolutely worked. But... When Pastor Craig looked in and recognized, hey, I think we could do better. I think that instead of just taking students to the decision of Christ, we could take them to that decision and beyond. That like, instead of just funneling them to this, okay, we want to get you to the point that you know who Jesus is and you accept Christ to go, no, we, we want that to be the very beginning. And then we want to take you so much further. And the only way for us to do that well is to lead small. And so, Caitlin, where do we go from here? What's something that I could be applying, even knowing that this is just a setup and, and we're going to get into some more specific ideas of what lead small means, and there's five different ones. Where can we begin now to start to understand a little bit more of it and apply it on a Wednesday night and throughout the week with our students? As you both have been talking, I've been sitting here thinking about the people who have made a huge impact in my life. Like, how did I end, how did Caitlin end up the way that she ended up? Like, where I am at in my relationship with Jesus is the result of people who made a significant investment in me. I am 3,000% a product of people, not of processes or like, whatever, like these different things that maybe we're tempted to think will be the most formational things in our that's, life. That's really good, Caitlin. And I am, I like, yeah, I'm tempted to think that way too. Honestly, I'm like, if we could just, if we could just create a process 
that helps people know all the things they need to know, that would, that would solve it. But when I actually <laughs> look at my lived experience, that's not the case. Because someone could have told me something that's true till they were blue in the face. But until I like experientially worked it out in my relationships with other people, it didn't change me. So I'm as I'm sitting here reflecting on my experience, like I would encourage you as leaders to sit and reflect on your experience. How did you end up where you are right now? Maybe think of the three to five most impactful people in your life that for better or for worse shaped the person that you are today. I can attribute so much of what I think of as a successful small group leader to the person who was my small group leader from ninth grade all the way through my entire high school experience. Her name was Miss Jen. And no one in my life up to that point did more to call gifts that God had placed inside of me out of me and give me opportunities that I 3,000% did not deserve and was not ready for. And she was, I would say, the most apparent Christ-like quality that she possessed was patience. <laughs> and I really, really needed her to demonstrate that to me. And That's the uh, hardest one. That's the I hardest know. one. Listen, quality, like when, we, when we're describing love, Paul says, first and foremost, love is patient. <laughs> and I knew that she loved me because she was so patient with me. And she was also consistent. Like she stayed present in my life even after I graduated high school. Like she was the one, one of the people who showed up to my graduation and then continued to follow up with me every semester, every, like every touch point that she could after that. So that is one person who for me, has shaped what a successful small group leader student relationship looks like. It was her. Yeah. You know, I think I think it's really interesting too is sometimes we think that this ends. Like we could hear the Lead Small idea and we're like, man, Lead Small is great and that's all about youth ministry. And in reality, Lead Small doesn't stop. So Lead Small is this idea that we start and it's absolutely applicable to youth ministry because there are so many students needing mentors and needing somebody to pour into their life. But how many of you listening right now are 35 years old going, man, I really need a mentor, right? <laughs> so I I say that because I lived it, right? So I, I had Jason Elliott, who was my small group leader in Switch and cared so much about me, was so patient with me, said the same things to me that my parents were saying to me, but I believed him because I thought he was smart, right? And like I was like, Jason's awesome. Turns out it was the same stuff. I just believed it when he said it. Jerry Day. Jerry, I met Jerry when I was a 23-year-old youth pastor drowning, trying to figure out how to live my life, be a foster parent, be a dad um, to my own kids, be, be a husband and be a youth pastor and was not doing it well and needed somebody who had lived some life to care enough about me to continue to do it well. And so it didn't stop just when I was a student, it continued on. And I, I'll tell you, I met Jason Elliott, my small group leader, when I was 14 years old. And I still love him so much. And he means so much to me. And so I'm grateful for the influence. And many of you are getting to, to be that right now. 
Yeah, it's pretty interesting because I did not become a Christian until I was 19 years old. And throughout all of my middle school and high school years, the five friends I spent the most time with were not very positive influences on me to say it simply. (laughs) And I would sporadically come into contact with Christians, but they were always on the fringes. They were never my closest friends until my senior year of high school. I met a guy named Dane Edwards, who he and I wrestled together. He was captain of the wrestling team, absolute stud athlete, and he took his faith really seriously. And so even though I didn't want to have anything to do with religion, faith, church, Christianity, any of that stuff, I like I was just really impressed by him because he was a stud athlete. He was a really good friend and he actually lived out what he said he believed. And it was shortly after that, that my trajectory began to change because somebody who was a follower of Jesus infiltrated my friend group. He became one of my five closest friends and my journey started to shift. And it wasn't too long after that, that I got involved back at Life Church because moved in with my parents after hitting rock bottom. They made me serve on the host team because, you know, I was living there for free and that was the way I would pay rent. I got surrounded by even more Christians who really, really loved me and took their faith seriously. And that was what eventually opened up my heart before my mind was ready to acknowledge the truth of who Jesus is. And so I can say very much that I wish when I was in middle school and high school I had what we offer to our students. I so wish that I would have had a loving, caring adult investing in my life during the course of those seven years. I so wish I had a positive group of friends that was spurring me on to be the person that God created me to be rather than, you know, egging me on to do all of the things that I wish I wouldn't have done. And that's what we offer to our students. And so maybe you're listening to this podcast and you, like Caitlin or Josh, had an incredible influence, mentor, leader in your life at a young age that helped shape you into the person you are today. You get to be that for the students in your small group. Do not underestimate the influence that you have. Like Caitlin said, sometimes we want processes because it seems like processes are great for solving problems. And oftentimes they are. But when it came to solving the problem of sin, God did not implement a process. He became a person who took our sin upon himself so that we could become one with him. It's all about relationship and it always has been. And and you get to show students the personal relational nature of God by the way that you personally and relationally invest in them. Maybe your story is a little bit more like mine where you didn't have that influence in your middle school and high school years. And you so wish you would have because you know how much of a difference it would have made. Here's the good news. You get to be the person that you wish you had. And that's a really, really special thing to say. And so it's been mentioned. We've shared about some of the influences in our lives. I really do want you, though, to take some time after this podcast ends to just reflect on the people who have had the largest impact on you. Who are the people that have helped you become the person you are today? And and then don't just think about it actually thank them. Like tell them, thank you, because you made a significant impact in my life. I recently downloaded this new journaling app called Clearful. And one of the journaling prompts is like the Mr. Rogers, if you're familiar with it, thing where you set a timer for 60 seconds. And during that 60 seconds, you don't write anything. You just think about the people who have shaped the person that you are now. And at the end of those 60 seconds, you start writing down their names. 
And I kid you not, as I was sitting there thinking about it, writing down names, so many more names came to me that I eventually had to stop writing, not because I ran out of names, but because I ran out of time. Who we are is so much influenced by the people we surround ourselves with. This is why Lead Small matters, because we are absolutely committed to doing whatever it takes to lead students to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And we know that the best way to do that is not through programs and processes and parties. All of those have their place. It is through personal relationships with caring leaders and a loving savior. And so with all that being said, this was episode one as we are kicking off this series on Lead Small. I wanna encourage you to think about the people who have shaped you and then thank them for the role they've had in your life. And then from there, begin to think about the role you are playing in the lives of your students, in the lives of the students that show up every single Wednesday night and how you get to steward this really, really special influence that's probably having a much larger impact than you even realize. You get to be the person that you wish you had. So think about the person that you wish you had. And some of you had that person and you have the opportunity to be them. And some of you didn't. And you have the opportunity to show up in a way that no one showed up for you. I hope you feel encouraged. And I hope that you'll step into whatever it is that God is calling you to do. As always, we love you all. We're so, so grateful for you. It means a lot that you're listening and that you want to keep on getting better. So make sure that you're sharing this podcast with your other Switch Leaders, with your friends. As we say every week, thanks for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.